welcome wherever you are in the world. We have somebody wonderful in today, Bethany Reynolds from Benny in the Bungalow, which is all the way over in the United States. Um, who the, why am I talking an Australian accent? I never speak in Australian. All the way from the United States of America. Which state are you in? I'm in Pennsylvania, which is um, just plain New York on the map, just on the East Coast. Below, just below New York State, not New York City, on the East Coast. On the East Coast or New York City on the West Coast? Never eat shredded wheat, never eat. Which way? Oh, yeah. Washington. They're all on the East Coast. <laughs> I'm thinking about Washington and Washington, D.C. Idiot. Washington, D.C. is on the East Coast, you know. Yeah, I know, but I was thinking about Washington and then the other Washington. Oh, yeah. Silly me. Anyway, I'm showing myself up for my terrible geography skills. So you're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Whereabouts, Whereabouts in Pennsylvania? Um, I'm in Chester County in Pennsylvania. Okay. And yeah. tell me your backstory. So my backstory, well, I'm obviously English, as you can tell from the lovely accent. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from England. And then three years ago, we basically uprooted our entire life and moved what feels like halfway across the world to a completely different country. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly for, um, you know, things like a better quality of life, a new adventure, but it was terrifying, Jen, absolutely, like, I can't even begin to tell you. There was tears, there was, oh my God, I'm leaving all of my family and my friends behind. What if I don't like it? What if I don't love it? Um, really, like, I knew it was the right thing to do, so I didn't have any regrets. Like, and I, I didn't have any, you know, I knew I needed to do it, but it was, there were moments of, oh my God, this is insanity. Yeah. Um, and, like, we... Um, we kind of put forward for our green cards and um, we got sponsored by a company over here for, for my husband for, for Dan's job um, um, you know, so that side of it was kind of somewhat secure but it was just like the unknown for a good few months so we were renting a house in the UK before we left and we packed up all of our belongings in August and got them all inventoried and packed into like a big massive shipping box. And then we didn't move for six months. We mm. were staying in my parents' house for six months, which was tricky with two children and a Christmas sandwiched in between. So we had um, a Christmas holiday where all the presents we could buy for our kids had to fit into two suitcases. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. um, my car was like on its last legs and it just felt like oh my god what if we've done the wrong thing what if we like put all of our money into moving halfway across the world and it just doesn't work or you know we get to the airport in America and they turn around and they say no sorry you can't come in for whatever reason because they can do that <laughs> yeah um, and um yeah it was it was crazy like a lot of uprooting emotions and within that time where I didn't have anything to do I didn't have a job I wasn't allowed to claim for unemployment because it would have affected our green card status and all the rest of it I started a blog and my blog was going to be about my home that I was going to move into in a country that I bought over FaceTime <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> crazy um and so I started it thinking okay, well, I've got nothing to do. So I'm just going to talk about things that I love and things that I enjoy. And that was interiors. So 
I started to blog about it and I didn't really know where it was going to go, where it was going to take me or whether I would continue it or not. And it, and it has. And three years later down the line, I have a little small online boutique um, and I've continued the blog and we continue like renovating our house that we moved into. And it's like, I've been spending a lot of time recently, like looking back on the past three years and like how much has changed and how far we've come from literally having nothing no home like no money to living in a beautiful house that we can renovate and just thinking about that massive like giant leap of faith I took and like how much strength that must have taken for me to do it Mm. and then like looking at where I am now and I'm like really happy and content and I just kind of wanted to share that with people like it doesn't matter like how like if you're in a situation right now where you think oh god this is the end and like I can't my life's going nowhere and I've got nothing like just find and hold on to that one thing that gives you that sort of peace of mind or that hope or that passion and just run with it and see where it takes you and what's really nice about you is um I think you've always had a strong sense of identity of who you are but when you uprooted you probably felt like your identity was really in tatters and stripped away from you because actually a lot of what you do is building community and yeah and you had a whole community around you and all of a sudden um that had had gone and and although it was for a better quality of life and all of those things it was probably a little bit more for your husband's job like in terms of not completely I'm not saying that completely Mm. but almost like right we're going to move with we're going to run with this and we're going to run with it because because of husband's job and it had and you know that this is going to be good for the kids and it'll be good for us and we'll have a different you know completely different lifestyle but it must have been absolutely terrifying to leave behind a huge amount of of your identity in a way um and I love that what you did to keep hold of who you are was to talk and celebrate the things that you loved I think that's such a such an important thing to do at a time when you're in that kind of crisis um what when you when you were first when you first went to the states what um what did it feel like like were you in fight or flight or were you really low mood and just like I've got nothing or like what what was the feeling I think I was hopeful more than anything like I was it is definitely there's definitely been moments where I've missed being at like where I feel like home is I'm not 100% sure this still feels like home to me um but food shopping was the weirdest thing like I'd go into (laughs) the supermarket here and I'm like what is this do I even need like do I even know what this tastes like do I even want this and the weirdest thing is like with like and going completely off tangent here but with food like you know when you go into like Sainsbury's or Tesco's and you're like oh I really fancy that I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that I'm gonna eat that later there was literally none of that because I didn't know what any of this food was or whether it was good for me or whether I even really craved it because it was completely different um and like a lot of things like that like putting petrol in the car over here completely different like something you do like a hundred times you know Mm. in in a year all of a sudden felt like I was a complete alien. You're having to learn everything again. 
Yeah, in a really strange way, but in also in a country where you speak the same language, but words mean different things. Mm. So it, that even, kind of... even your tone must mean different things because the way that, you know, um, I always think that Americans are uh, very upfront, actually. And I remember going to New York a few years ago and then this guy telling me that all Brits were passive aggressive. And I was like, we are not, we're just being polite. And he was like, no, you're not, you're being passive aggressive. And um, he was really like arguing me with me about it. And I was thinking, no, he's actually right. Like we are a bit, um, we'll say it in a sly or backhanded way. And, and you're not really like that at all. Although I think you've got a dry sense of humor every now and again. Oh. Um, but did you find that they, that sometimes they misunderstood your intentions or that you felt misunderstood or yeah. were they just super amazing in some, in some respects yeah and in some respects it was like oh I was the new English person on the block and so people who I didn't even know knew who I was like I was going around the supermarket one time and this woman stopped me and said oh hi you're from England we know you you've just moved in down the street and I'm like who the hell are you and how do you know off my business it was so far because like English people don't do that like we very much no. keep ourselves, to ourselves and like stay out of other people's business because it's none of our business you know and I thought that was yeah. the weird thing and I was like you don't want to be friends with me because you want to be friends with me you want to be friends with me because I'm I'm a trophy like I'm your yeah. English um which was the bizarrest thing to be honest with you um and that took a lot of adjustment but then like you I think no matter where you are in the world, you find your people. Like yeah. it, it's like for some small reason they're drawn to you or you're drawn to them. But if you, if you like, you know, I could have very easily isolated myself and felt like I really wasn't, you know, a part of the community that I lived in and things like that. And it's very easy when you are in a different country to be very insular. And but I was hopeful. It goes back to being like that hopeful person where I was like, okay, well. I'm actually going to try like I'm going to meet up with people and I'm going to keep meeting up with people in the park with the kids yeah. until I find my people, my people. yeah and yeah, that's exactly. so good and I think um I'm, I'm really happy that you did that because you're right it's really easy to hide um but that's such a that's such a healthier thing to do just keep going and keep swimming and I think when you attack any new area of life that's always the best way to do it, isn't it? And a lot of the times, yeah. like, I think we're kind of schooled out of doing that because, you know, if, if we don't find our people straight away or whatever. But the truth is that, like, life is about the pursuit of finding your people the whole your whole life. Like, that's yeah. what we're going to have to do forever. So what difference does it make where we are? Yeah, um, it's about making connections with people. You know, it's about, um, you know, just finding information you know finding information talking to people getting to know people yeah and and I my my mum always told me like when you first meet people don't give too much away and I thought that's really strange yeah she's like let them do the talking and then you can figure out whether you like them or not and I was like that's such a strange way of like <laughs> meeting people yeah um, but I suppose in the back of my mind, I also have that kind of like reservedness, like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just let you, I'll, I'll suss you out in a minute. But I've never been one to kind of like hold anything back. I'm very much like wear my heart on my sleeve kind of person will, you know, 
go out of my way to help people and sometimes yeah I have been burned because of that you know people do maybe take advantage because of the place and space that they're in at the time um but I didn't stop do you know what I mean that that kind of side of things like that vulnerability didn't ever put me off talking to people or you know making friends because I think as people wherever you go and people are what keep you going you know yeah and deep down I love people I mean me I, I moan about people sometimes but I do love people and when people are at their best you know everyone nobody is a constant are they sometimes people no. are shitty and sometimes people are lovely <laughs> and that can be the same person you know um yeah but it is really nice when you just are all laughing and you've got a great laugh and I I can just imagine you finding people and laughing your head off. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, actually, in a way, it's been interesting, like, the relationship between me and Dan because he's now what I consider really my only family here. Mm. Like, before it was just like, well, he's my husband and I have my mum and my dad and my brothers. Like, you know, they were sort of two hours' drive away from me in England, but now they're, you know an eight-hour plane journey mm. um so now it's like if I fall out with him I'm like you're my only family you can't do this yeah <laughs> it'd be nice to me <laughs> yeah you are not allowed you are not allowed to be me so have you accidentally slipped into the American accent sometimes yeah and have it's strange yeah the boys have as well which I find odd Tobias like my oldest not so much but Rufus definitely has yeah. And things like the phrase, like I'm always messing up phrases. So like if I was a true English person, I would say, put your rubbish in the bin. And if I was a true American person, I'd, be, I'd say, put your trash in the trash can. Well, now I'm like, put your trash in the bin. It's like, it's all mixed up in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's so weird. But it's and strange because like, I feel like my children are bilingual now as well in more ways than one. So that's great I'm very proud of you having bilingual kids <laughs> that is so great um so what is next for you and Benny in the bungalow well so I've been slowly building up like this community of women artisans so my my main focus when I kind of opened up the bungalow was just to talk about my home but then I began to realize that there's this kind of wider community out there and another way of making connections was to find people who love the same things that I love and mm -hmm. within that I found lots of um, female artisans that I could stock their product and sell it for them um, so I have like a female artist who makes incense sticks um, I have another female artist that does pottery curious clay and so I just kind of thought, oh, well, I can support them and support myself by building this like artisanal community. Is that even a word? I don't even know if that's a word, but I made it a word. Artisanal community where. Um, I hear artists buy... anal. <laughs> okay, yeah, carry on. <laughs> artisanal, yeah. Um, um, can you tell me what an artisan is? What's your definition of an artisan? Oh, an artisan is someone who creates things, like a creative. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's the new word for creative. Mm, yeah, but like a nice, like a, I don't know, like a polished creative. And do um, you, and when you say artisan, like to me, like I think of bread. Um, but, uh, <laughs> because that's where I see it all the time, the word, yeah. but. Do, is it a tangible product? That's what I want to know. Is it something that, you know, 
can I call myself an artisan or do I need a product? I think it's something you make with your hands, right? But you, yeah, okay. you use hands to take photographs. Yeah, so, but it's not the sure. same. It's not <laughs> the same. Look, I'm trying to fit in a box and I just can't fit in that one. <laughs> you don't um, need to fit boxes, Jen. No, I don't. I don't. Um, so carry on. Artisanal community you were at before yeah, I interrupted. So, so I kind of was at a point where Dan said to me, like, if you could do anything, like anything at all, what would you do? And in my mind, in my if I could have like a dream come true, I imagine like this big warehouse, like full of artists that pay like a nominal fee to rent space to create artwork, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the front of that is a shop, like a shop where people can come in and buy from these artists that share a space. Mm. I thought, well, it's a weird time. Like it's, you know, no one's coming together like that. So what if I do it digitally? Like what if I create a community that's digital? So I found female artists and then I like create a bubble with them. Like do, um, like I do like written pieces on them, on their work. Um, and then sell their product for them amazing and have you made it a membership I haven't no (laughs) no I don't know why I haven't I think it's just because I wanted to see like if there was a market for it first yeah but but also like it's for anyone you know Mm -hmm. so it's accessible Mm -hmm. I like it I like it a lot it's very nice and I like the idea of there being an artisan marketplace but that the person that's looking after the marketeers artisan artisanals <laughs> um re- really really gives a shit and that's yeah. what you do right yeah and I feel like you know things like I mean I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but things like Etsy has gone like really kind of awry like it's a lot it's it's kind of moved away from that handmade aspect yeah there's a load of fluffy shit on there that is definitely watered down and it's not you know like true to what its original you know Mm. thing was and I think agree in a way like retail generally as a whole has gone that way it's like try to go too big in a world Um, where no one is really shopping in shops anymore and and like people are looking for those like small boutique-y unusual like things you know so what I I really get excited about Beth if I'm allowed to say this is when people join the dots up in their life and I feel like what you're talking about joins up all your dots because you have a background in retail you have a background in visual merchandise you also have a background where you curated a Facebook group that was look that was so nurturing and um vital actually a vital lifeline to a lot of women's lives um it changed my life a hundred percent um and if you can redo that again with Benny in the bungalow and your online space I, I personally think you should turn it into a membership and I hear what you're saying about it being accessible to everyone but when you are putting your time in it, at some point you're going to you're going to have to um, monetize that. Sorry, babe. Sorry to tell you. Um, and even if even if it's really affordable and, you know, it, and it just covers the time that you spend writing about them and curating that content and 
nurturing them I still think it's something that you should do but I love that what you're doing right now brings everything together um and it's like you've you've joined your dots and that makes me happy thanks it makes me happy like I'm happy to be sitting here like three years after worrying about where my next meal was coming from (laughs) honestly to sitting here and feeling like my dreams are beginning to come true yeah and and it's almost like the landscape is settling now and you can see the big picture and you can see where you're going and it's exciting isn't it it's so exciting it really is and like I think it's just important for you know anyone to kind of realize like you you can have a dream and it can feel like it's impossible and like you're never going to achieve it but you actually can it just Mm. you just have a little hope and a little faith and for me like my word of um lockdown this lockdown now is hope um I I love hope I love what it does to people I love the fires that it starts in people's tummies I love that it keeps people going in the dark and I think that it's the most important thing that you can ever give people and I think that if you can take your hope that you felt and you can bestow it onto these people that you you know that you help to curate and continue making their art and essentially give them a platform where they can then generate enough income that could be their side hustle or it could eventually be you know their main income or even just giving them the confidence to say do you know what I am an artisan and that is what I do and that's how I make my money that's that's an amazing thing in itself and um recently I did uh, the mental health first aid training um and they said that the peak the people that um, lose hope, you know, when people get suicidal is because they've lost hope. And it really made me think about um, like how important hope really is to, to trust that things can get better. And I, and I guess like three years ago when you were um, like in that dark place, keeping that hope, like you've said, was what, what will have kept you going and what will have given you the energy to write about the things that you loved and to find your people and to go and sit on those park benches and talk to people without knowing if you'll ever like them or they'll like you yeah um, so nice so nice <laughs> so yeah. good so next for Benny in the bungalow is an online curating curating looking after people artisans um and selling their wares what um what's your favorite thing that you have sold in the last month for somebody else um my favorite thing is probably um i've sold two planters which i actually commissioned one of the makers to make because i thought you don't have this yet as a product but I could see this being really successful Mm. um and so I got her to make me four two of them sold straight away and the other two sold last week so I put in an order for another six so um I think in a way I feel like I pushed her to make something that she wouldn't actually have created if I hadn't Mm. requested it I love that collaboration yeah yeah which is you know it's kind of a nice thing it's like it's not just her taking what she sells and just selling it for her it's like pushing yeah yeah Mm. exactly that's Um, amazing and so do you make a profit on what you sell for them or how does it work yeah yeah I do so I 
they kind of set their own wholesale prices. I buy them at wholesale and then I sell them for their recommended retail. So you could go to them, you could buy it from them directly. But mm-hmm. I just had that kind of extra platform of like bringing all of these elements together. So it's like um, kind of a one-stop shop. And do people have to be in the States to do that? They do. Bummer. But if you send me a message and I can and I can mail it internationally, then I absolutely would. Well, I was just wondering if you should have a British site and a US site and do this do oh, it both. Yeah. Um eventually, you're right. Um but yeah, and do you know what? I feel like there's that gap where I love anthropology. I love looking at the website. I love going in there and I love touching all the stuff, even though I know I can't now because of COVID. Um, but I think there is a gap in that really, really home, like, like homemade feel. Like I've got two, I've just bought two olive trees to go outside my front door. And I really, really want to buy some planters, but I want them to be handmade, but I want to be able to, know the I want to know a bit about the artist and I want to see like yeah. what the process is and all of that and and I have I've been holding off buying them because I want I just want something to pop out at me um but I think it would be amazing if if there was something over here for us as well Bethany oh, great great <laughs> I can work, work on it I'll put that on work my goal on, put it on your goals international Benny in the bungalow worldwide okay. so so cool um eventually right i can't see why not and i think that um sometimes these things just happen don't they and then they explode overnight so if you're in the states and you're listening which is not the majority of my listeners i'm going to be honest with you but if you are in the states or you know somebody in the states that is an artisan that creates stuff with their hands contact you how do they get in contact um, so they can get in contact in like multiple ways. They can go to my website, um, which is www.thebungalowedit.com or they can go to my Instagram, which is at Benny in the Bungalow. Amazing. Benny with a Y, yeah? Benny with a Y. B-E-N-N-Y. Okay. Um, amazing well thank you so much for coming on and I've loved chatting to you and I'm going to end this call but not end the call so I can still keep talking to you because I want to keep talking to you for it <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming oh, on you're the, for, the, for the podcast I'm loving just getting to chat to people at the moment um, oh. it's very it's very interesting isn't it how much um, the pandemic's really opened up communication hundred percent absolutely and like the fact that we can even do this halfway across the world with each other yeah and I I, and I really hadn't even thought about podcasting um internationally I was just making everyone come to me but then (gasps) did I push you out of your boundaries (laughs) you did you took me out of my comfort zone oh my god um and yeah I'm just really I'm just so happy that you're here and and actually why would I not do a podcast with you this is the first in a series we're going to come back to you when you're like do you know what Jen I made it into a membership and then you're going to be like oh and by the way now it's international (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes anyway right thank you for listening and uh yeah you can follow Benny in the bungalow and me and the Liberty Lounge go follow us the Liberty Lady and the Liberty Lounge 
Thank you. I really need to, I need to work on my outro. <laughs>